0: This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas, they're here to help. He has time, launches it to the end zone. Touchdown, Terrence Williams. It goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He plays. Oh, he's going to hire Red Raider. He's, he's he right got to go. He's tackled. Sam Houston wins it. The Bearcats capture the... Championship. Hello and welcome to the only podcast for every non-FBS team in the state of Texas. This week, Riley and I will preview UMHB at Trinity, Colorado School of Mines at Angelo State, and New Mexico Military Institute at Navarro. We wrap up the episode with our picks for this week. We have another nine games on tap. I'm Corey Hogue, the non-FBS insider for Dave Campbell's Texas football. Find me on X, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, threads, wherever you need to find me. At Corey Hogue Sports is how you'll do it. It's one word, C-O-R-Y-H-O-G-U-E, and then the word sports. Find my work on texasfootball.com. There's been a lot of stuff going up this week. Make sure to check it out. Speaking of checking out things, you joining me is Riley As He is Quickly, and I mean quickly, becoming one of the foremost experts in Division Three athletics, football, basketball, baseball, you name it. Find Riley on X Twitter, at Riley Z-A-Y-A-S-R-I-L-E-Y, all one word. In addition, though, this is where you need to go. TrueToTheCrew.com, that's where Riley is covering UMHB. He is the source for everything. Mary Harden Baylor. You can find True to the Crew's work on X, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at True to the Crew. It's all one word: the word True, to the and then C R U. And check out his website, True to the Crew. dot Riley. Week one. Quickly, we're gonna kind of recap. It was um, it was a mixed bag of emotions, man. And we'll start with. We'll start with the good. Let's start with positive right now. Uh Texas Wesleyan. I thought I thought Texas Wesleyan stood out as a as a big positive last week and another one too, Howard Payne. I thought the defense, the way they went up and held them to three points, that was very impressive. Yeah, I would
1: completely agree with you on on both of those results. I thought that Texas Wesleyan really looked good. Um, it was cool to see. It looked like they had a good crowd on hand for for that one, and uh, certainly a good indication of, of where that program is continuing to go. Uh, Howard Payne, I mean, it's a long trip up to Oregon. You know, a lot of a lot of travel there, uh, plane trip, and that I'm, I'm sure they they were on a bus out there in Newburgh, Oregon, to play George Fox, which has a really good defense. A couple of of all conference performers back for them, some experienced linebackers and and guys in the secondary and. You know, Howard Payne's uh, offense, I mean, Lenny McKinney had to throw a few more passes than I think they would have liked uh, to get his 300 plus yards, but he got the job done 17 to three. They come back with a a very nice uh, week one win there for the yellow jackets.
0: It's huge. It sets Howard Payne up for a really good season. If they just keep going, keep improving. If we, we think the offense will continue to put up points, if that defense can play at a high level They slow it down just a little, but they could challenge the top two teams in the ASC. A hundred percent. I think what a lot of people
1: need to remember last year, they were beating Harden Simmons at halftime in that game. They ended up losing that lead in the second half, but this is a team that is quickly becoming a
0: name that you need to keep an eye on in the American Southwest Conference. A, A team to keep an eye on in NAI National. Texas Wesleyan wins like that puts their name on that radar. Uh, They, they have, um, they haven't secured, they have to win. Like they had to go out and take care of business, but if they have another really tough game coming up against the team that should also made the playoffs last year in a couple of weeks. That one will be a big game. Then they've got North American this week. They should win that one. The schedule's not horrible. The Rams are set up for the playoffs, Riley.
1: They yeah, 100% are. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they continue to build. Um, I think they they got a lot of good pieces back on offense. That was a big thing that seemed to stick out in, in their win uh, this past week. They just, they, they're going to be able to get the job done if they can keep that rushing attack going. And obviously the defense is going to need to be there as well week in, week out. There's some good offenses they'll be playing against. But, yeah, this is a very, very winnable regular season schedule.
0: And we're not going to talk about the negative yet because that we're going to be getting into in our game of the week here. We are a podcast on the Republic of Football Network and an extension of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Please like, subscribe to the podcast, share, Apple, Spotify, Megaphone, platform of your choice. Like, share, follow us. That's how you help us grow. The game of the week this week, Riley is Mary Hardin-Baylor at Trinity. And if you're listening to this, it's a good chance you're aware of what happened last week. So we will briefly recap, which is going to make crew fans happy. They don't want to relive that very much. They went up to Wisconsin River Falls, 45 to 22. Uh it was uh they played three quarterbacks. I mean, let's just throw it out there. They All three were in competition, but you don't expect to play all three because of injuries in one game. Things didn't break right. The offense couldn't get going. The defense wore down. It was a bad week for Mary Harden-Baylor on the road. It wasn't great for Trinity. They had a chance to go on the road. They had a chance to beat St. John's. Uh, They also had to deal with quarterback injuries. Tucker Horn is injured, and we're going to get into a little bit bit of that here in the game of the week is as we're recording this on Wednesday what do we know on Wednesday we're gonna tell you but Trinity had their chance they had a chance to win when I talked to uh coach Urban Riley on uh I, I was texting with him on Sunday he was he was heartbroken man he he really he knows that it was there were lots of mistakes there always are there was a coaching decision that that he felt he should have made differently at the end of that game to set them up for a game-winning field goal. They ended up fumbling and and losing the game. It's a tough loss. But of the two of those teams, I think think Trinity showed us more of what we expected to see.
1: I would agree, and I would also say that I think in some respects, you know, both of the losses were tough for different reasons. Trinity had the game. I want to say won. Uh, Saint John's is a really, really good team. You know, they're they're a top ten team. We knew that Collegeville, Minnesota, was going to be a tough place for Trinity to play. But I think the first three quarters, it was really all Trinity, and and then Saint John's pulled off, you know, what a lot of people up there like to call their Johnny Magic, and scored seventeen points in that fourth quarter and just you know, forced three straight turnovers, you know, to kind of end that game. And um, it all went St. John's way there at the end. That's a tough loss to swallow if you're Trinity, knowing that a win like that could propel you not only further up in the top 25 poll, but just in the big scheme of things, when it comes to playoff time, you know, I don't think they're going to need a pool C bid, Uh, but I think it's, it's a win. It's a marquee win. If you, if you can get that done. Now, For UMHB, it was kind of a a deal where they expected to play a whole lot better. It was just things spiraled out of control with a pretty young roster before they could really reel it all back in. And by that point, River Falls had capitalized on on some of those miscues.
0: Yeah, you know, and now it doesn't get easier for either because now they're playing each other this week, 6 o'clock, Saturday night in the Alamo City Uh, Riley, I I believe you're going to be there. I will. I will will be there as well. We will not be the only ones there. There are going to be a lot of people at downtown San Antonio at Trinity Multipurpose Stadium for this event. It's going to be a heck of a game. We do have questions on the quarterbacks, and we also have audio. We've got audio from both coaches. Let's start, Riley, with UMHB. They know who their starter is. Uh, Larry Harmon said he would not he he would not give an update on injury status, but he did say sophomore Isaac Fee is going to be his starting quarterback. Let's take a listen to what he said. Well, I thought he competed. He wasn't scared. Uh, I thought he he did a good job of taking what the defense gave him, and uh, when he had a run, he 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 did, and he ran with uh, with purpose and uh, took a couple shots that, uh, you know, he just got right up and and went back to the huddle instead of kind of laying on the ground rolling around. So uh, I thought thought Isaac did a great job of uh, competing, showing his offensive teammates that uh, he can move the offense, he can move the ball, and that uh, he deserves everybody's respect that uh, we can move forward with him being the signal caller. Okay, Riley, I'm really interested in your opinion on what does Isaac Fee bring to this offense that's going to make it successful?
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, having watched him play on Saturday, I was there in River Falls, got to see him play in person. That can be a little bit of a different uh, different perspective as, as opposed to seeing it on a live stream. And the one thing that I really liked was that, and Larry Hartman mentioned this in, in his press conference, you know, he took some hits. The River Falls defensive front was coming after the quarterback in a big way. And every single time he got back up, went right back to the huddle, he, he showed that he can he can deal with some of that adversity. And and as a young quarterback, he's a sophomore. Um, I think that's important to see. Uh, it's important to see in a, in a guy who's going to be a leader of this team. You know, the other thing that I really, really like is that he has that dual threat ability. He can run. He, he's quick on his feet. He can make plays. Uh, you know, he, he was kind of looking downfield. If if he didn't see his options, he was able to take off and run. And, and I think that's going to be very valuable, especially against a defense like Trinity's. You know, he's not confined to the pocket. Um, and, and, again, that's just in regards to him, you know, not even in relation to the other quarterbacks, but just what he brings to the table. And, and this is going back to last year when he was coming in as a freshman. He's just a great dual threat guy with a really strong arm. Um, and he's he's got a smart smart football IQ along with that.
0: Okay, so here's the big question. Will the lights be too bright for Isaac Faye?
1: Yeah, uh, that's going to be a question that I think you, you, we're going to have to wait till Saturday to answer, right, because we haven't really seen him in that environment. It's obviously a different feeling when you're standing on the sidelines entering the game as, you know, the third guy on the depth chart and you end up finding your way into the game, you know, by the fourth quarter versus going the week kind of knowing that you're going to be the guy on Saturday. Um, he might, you know, have a different approach from, from that standpoint. Uh, But, you know, everything to me, from what I've seen from him, he's going to be a guy who's going to be poised. He's going to be calm. And uh, you know, he's got great coaching staff around him that that will help him as he prepares to, to make that first collegiate start.
0: No doubt. So Trinity, they've also got questions of their own after Tucker Horn was injured, spoke with uh, head coach, Jeremy Irvin, Earlier this week, with yesterday on Tuesday, actually, you're listening Thursday. It would have been on Tuesday that I spoke with Jeremy Urban to get an update on Tucker Horn, and here's what he said about his availability for the game on Saturday. I mean, we're just still, you know, we've got a great training staff. We're just working through. I mean, he's working hard and um, trying to get his body right. I mean, it was a, a big game this past weekend, so we're just taking it all day by day right now. If this was an NFL type of like injury chart. Would he be in the doubtful, questionable? What what area would he be in? Yeah, he he'd be in the questionable side of things right now. Okay, so there is a chance yeah, oh, yeah, that we yeah, see him yeah. Saturday again. I mean, you know, I mean, he's an incredibly, incredibly competitive, um, and you know, he he's he's working really, really hard. But we just have to obviously look at the big picture of things and be smart too. Okay, Riley, he said questionable. Um, In my opinion, as someone who has spent some time and and still does covering the NFL, uh, the questionable designation plays at about, I want to say, a 75-80% rate. Do you think there is a 75% chance that we will see Tucker Horn on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I, I I do think so. I think uh, I think we will see him. You know, the thing that it, it's and again, I haven't talked to Coach Urban. I I will talk to him um, later this week. But you know, it's it's a it's a position that Tree finds themselves in where even if they win this game, they're still going to need that SAA you know pool A. They're going to need the automatic bit to reach the playoffs, right? Because of their conference and their strength of schedule and all those numbers and the way they shake out, it's it's looking like. A is going to be their path to the playoffs. And so you want to make sure that you have a guy like Tucker Horn for the entire year. And so if it comes down to him playing in this game versus him playing in the next seven or eight, I, I think they're going to take the next seven or eight. Um, again, we don't know what his condition is in, in terms of, you know, as you said, Corey, he's questionable. Um, you know, it, it'll be an interesting thing. I do think we see him play though. Uh to what extent, I don't know. Um, you know, Coach Urban, obviously, uh, I think he feels confident in his backup there with with Ryan Back, but Tucker Horn is an experienced guy. He brings that leadership to the table that I think will be very important in facing a team like Mary Harden-Baylor.
0: Okay, I want to say this right here. If Ryan Back is the starting quarterback for Trinity, Mary Harden-Baylor becomes the favorites in that game. I think it's that big of a difference because Ryan back just, he doesn't have the game experience. And and now you're looking at a guy who has thrown 64 passes in his career, and you're going to have him start a game that is as premier as this one at six o'clock in San Antonio on Saturday night, man, that's a tall task. I'm curious if you agree with me, if Tucker Horn doesn't start do you think Mary Harden-Baylor is then the favorite at that point
1: you know it's it's a tough that's a tough question I, I think it's it's a good question uh it's it's definitely valid in that standpoint that you know Trinity relies a lot on their defense as well and I think that needs to be noted in that they have a lot of really good defensive players now Caleb Harbaugh was ejected from the St. John's game I did not get a chance to see it live uh, but but what I have been told by those who were there was that that should be overturned. Um, it sounds like there's a process to do that to where he would be able to play the first half as well as the second half. Right now, he'd be held out of the first half. If they have him, I think Trinity has a, a good shot to, to hang in this game. I don't know uh, when it comes to favorites. I, I do agree with you from that standpoint. I think UHB has a lot of talent. I think they're gonna be ready to put it all together. I think they're gonna make some good adjustments from, from week one. Uh this this strikes me as a game that's gonna be decided by defense. I, I think the offenses are good, not to take anything away from any of those playmakers, but this is a team, you know, two teams that are going to be reliant on their defenses just because they have a lot of talent, a lot of experience on that side of the ball. And there are some questions on the offensive side of the ball for both teams, from what we know right now.
0: You're right. I have two things. Number one, Caleb Harmel will play. Uh, I've I've been told that that's overturned. And number two, the reason I really think Trinity needs Tucker Horn, they don't run the ball well. And if you can't run the ball, you are dependent on the pass. That's a lot to put on to Ryan right. back. We will make a pick on this game in a little bit. But next, we want to get to Colorado School of Mines at Angelo State. You talk about a growing rivalry in Super Region 4. You've got it right here they have met in the in the uh, quarterfinals of the ncaa division two playoffs each of the last two years with mines taking both of them in fact mines have taken two of the last three meetings it's been close the rams won last year can the rams do it again this year They've they looked really good in the second half. I talked. I, I I was speaking with Coach Gersh. He told me that it was really kind of just some little things. They had to clean up some first game stuff. Mines also. The ore diggers looked really good as well. Uh, Riley, when, when they meet in here at 6 o'clock in San Angelo on Saturday night, it's going to be a battle, man. It will be, and that's going to be the
1: place to be um, if you're a Division II football fan. Really, I mean, I think we got some great matchups here in the state of Texas uh, this week. You know, you look in the D2Football.com uh, recent Top 25 poll. You know, Mines is up there at, at two. Angelo's at six. There's not a lot of separation between these two teams. I think the week one matchup showed us that. Obviously, mine's pulled off the big win over over Grand Valley uh, State. And, and that's a win that I think is, is a very marquee win for this program. But Uh, when it comes down to it, you know, both of these teams come in with some week one momentum. And I think that's going to make it interesting. Obviously, Angelo gets to play at home. And I think that's going to be an advantage for them um, in a matchup where it very well could come down to one or two plays.
0: All right. Colorado School of Mines, brand new coach. They went, they won, they played Grand Valley. It's a great win. This is a rivalry. We will make this pick later. It's going to be a great game. New Mexico Military Institute's another great game, Riley, as Nimi is traveling to face the Bulldogs of Navarro. They both had a week off last week after Nimi played an easy one. Navarro played Hutchinson, and Hutchinson is good. They're really good. Navarro, though, made great strides last year from week one to week two. You're talking about a Emmy team that was the national champions, the Juco national champions a couple years ago. Uh, they have, they just loaded with talent all the time. They're a threat every single week. When, when they take the field in Corsicana, all these games are in Texas, guys. Get out and see these. It's at seven o'clock Saturday night in Corsicana. That is going to be a premier junior college football game, Riley.
1: It will be. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Obviously, you mentioned the fact that you know both teams kind of have had uh had a little bit of time to to you know revisit how the first uh couple of games you know have gone. Uh for Navarro, it's it's just been that season over against Hutchinson. But you know, you, you look and Corey, you and I talked about this last week, but some of the biggest improvement you see in a team is from that first game to that second game. And I think we're gonna see that more so when you have that bye week uh in Navarro's case especially between you know the kind of a really tough one-sided loss uh to now playing a a really good opponent uh it's going to be an interesting matchup for them I think this is a point where they can really capitalize and say you know what here's the mistakes we made and here's how we're going to correct those and and we get to do them against a really really good opponent it'll give it'll give us a good idea I think of where, where Navarro's at and talent wise especially because there are some really standout guys in that roster who just think they they need the right uh right set of set of things to go their way for them to have a really breakout performance
0: yes look Navarro they're tired man they are tired of listening to everyone they're tired of having woke up the last two weeks knowing that they lost to Hutchinson and that it was not pretty again. They made huge strides last year between week one and two. I think they do it again. Nemi had an easy game. A lot of Juco's do that. They play that week zero, what we call week zero. To them, it is their week one, and then they take their bye. Uh, I like that. We'll see. We'll see because we got got picks coming. That's going to be a great one. Again, that's 7 o'clock in Corsicana Saturday night. Uh, Riley, though, when it comes to picking games, man, do not lay any money on anything we say. Don't do it, man. That's very true. <laughs> we we are picking straight up. Okay, we're picking straight up. And I'm going to say it's two things. Number one, it's that we're just uh, as confused as everyone else as to who's going to win these games. And number two, we have a great sl- set of games. You know, and so we're picking the toughest ones. It's not going to be nine every single week. We do have nine this one, but we're going to pick the ones that are most challenging every single week, and that makes it a little more fun, and that's going to make our record show that we're not as smart as we think we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you. All right. We we discussed UMHB at Trinity at length. I think – Tucker Horn playing is, is really going to be the difference. So, And I think it's close. Um, even if Tucker Horn plays, li- listen, Mary Hart and Baylor's got pride. They have a lot of pride. And they were not happy last week. They, they got wounded. And they got wounded in their last playoff game. So they've been wounded twice recently. Those wounds are fresh. They're going to come out ready. It's going to be a really close game. I'm gonna go ahead and and say that 75% is greater than 25%. I'm gonna say Tucker Horn plays. I'm giving Trinity the um, giving Trinity the win this week, Riley. What what do you say?
1: Yeah, this is a complete toss-up. Again, uh, you and I are picking these these straight up. And uh, you know, my my initial thought is that yes, Trinity's at home. I think it's gonna be a very, very close game. I think Mary Hart Baylor is is going to really look at that week one loss to River Falls and want to change that. Uh, it's, a, it's a room full of guys who don't want to play the way that they played in week one that wasn't um, very characteristic of of what, the, you know, the level of talent on the roster. I think the defense finds a way to force some turnovers, and I think Marihard Baylor wins this game by a couple of points. It'll be tight in San Antonio.
0: Ooh, you, you win. We're going different. Now, listen, last week we were, we were each five and four last week. So, we're we're gonna be uh we're gonna be a little different this week, and uh, Corey's gonna keep track of this as we go along. All right, Riley, we move out to St. Angelo, Colorado School of Mines, Angelo State. The Rams look good in the second half. Mines, a good win over Grand Valley State. What do you got, man?
1: You know, this is one of those games where you're going to get, a, a top, you know, two top 10 teams meeting up. Um, I think Angelo State playing at home will help them out. Uh, You know, again, a lot of momentum for both these teams coming in, but I really, really like the way that Angelo State has been playing lately. I think this is the year that they make a very, very good run at that national title. And, uh, again, being on their home turf is going to help them out too,
0: I think. You know, I want to agree with you. But uh... – You mentioned familiarity. I mentioned it before when we talked about it. These teams have played a lot. They're very familiar. There was a coaching change. That is very important to remember that maybe that coaching change had switched a few things around for Colorado Mines. Maybe that causes the Rams to need to adjust. Look, Angelo's going to be ready for this. Hear me out, Rams. Last year you went on the road and you won – it didn't work out well in the playoffs. We're worried about playoffs. We want national titles in San Angelo. I'm saying I'm taking the mines. I'm taking Colorado Mines in this one. I say they win. I say the Rams get them, get the revenge in the playoffs this year, Riley. All
1: right, different again. I like it. It'll be interesting for sure.
0: It's it's gonna be great. Okay, the third one that we talked about already: New Mexico Military Institute at Navarro. Look, when I break this one down, it comes down to who do I trust? Which coaching staff do I trust? I know Navarro's gonna be really good. I know they're gonna improve. Uh, but New Mexico Military was the team they played in the second in their second game last year. They played really close. They had a chance. It didn't quite work. I think Nimi pulls it out again, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, and Corey, I really do. Uh, I want to see, as I said, Navarro's you know improvement. Um, especially coming out of that bye week. But I think Nimi has the has the edge by a little bit here. Um, again, they've they've looked like a good team. That we we know what we got out of them, and and you know this is a, a program that has some recent success of of you know, recent track record of having a lot of a lot of wins like these in tight games. I think uh, I think Nimi finds a way to pull it out.
0: All right, we're both on uh on Nimi on that one. Dude, this is a very intriguing game. Abilene Christian at Prairie View. Abilene Christian looked really good last week against Northern they Colorado. They looked physical. That it was impressive to me because of how well, how how easily they won the battle at the line of scrimmage. Oh yeah. I mean, it they were they were the most, and that is that's Keith Patterson. That's what he wants. That's what you're gonna see. But Prairie View could have lost. Some said should have lost to Texas Southern last week. They found a way to pull it out in the end. That was big for the Panthers. Last year they met. I think both teams are better this year than they were at this point last year. Uh, Having seen Prairie View up close and and watched Abilene Christian uh, on TV last week, I'm going – I don't know, man, what you got. Let, let's, let's see what you have first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, this is the, another tough one. I think it's, it's I don't think it's going to be decided by double digits. I think this is going to be a single digit victory for either team. Um, you know, I Christian just, uh, you mentioned it. I was going to say it too, but the, the physicality there, um, you know, in the, in the trenches was really a good, good sign. I think of of things to come. Uh, they're in Abilene because, you know, for them, it seems like they have all the skill players uh, around, but it's going to take, you know, winning the battle of the trenches, you know, having a really strong offensive line to help, you know, anchor that rushing attack a little bit. And I, I, I think that this little bit new and improved Abilene Christian team finds a way to take down Prairie View despite being on the road.
0: I agree with you, Riley. I think this is Abilene Christian. This is the Wildcats. And it's because of that line on both sides, offense and defense. I think they're they're going to be bigger than Prairie View on on at most of those positions and I think that's going to make a big difference. Trazon Conley will be under a lot of pressure and when he's pressured he can make mistakes. I think it, those can make a difference. I think Abilene Christian goes on the road and gets the victory. We're both on Abilene Christian this week. Heading out to Nacogdoches now, Riley. Alcorn at Stephen F. Austin, the Braves and the Lumberjacks, both teams played Division One opponents last week. Both teams took a loss. You're supposed to. This game is going to be interesting to me. I, I was I watched some of the SFA game. I watched parts of it. I came away impressed. I really did with the Lumberjacks. They played. They played a lot better. Uh, that they, they looked a lot better. Let me say this. They looked a lot better than they did early in the season last year. That's good signs because Kobe Carthel's teams only get better. So, look, I've got SFA in this one at home. They beat Alcorn on the road last year, needed a comeback. That's, that's a different team, man. This Lumberjacks team is a new squad, and uh, I think they take care of the Braves this week.
1: I would uh, agree with that. I was going to say that you know SFA you know, we talked about on the preview uh, show, um, you know before the season started, and and I think you know this is the year that that everything's seeming to come together for them. They got the right mix of, of talent, of experience, of all these things, and obviously a great coaching staff leading them as well. So give me SFA in this one.
0: All right, we're both on uh, SFA this week. Here's one, Riley, a team that. Uh appeared inside the Blitz this week, UT Permian Basin at Western Colorado. For those unaware, UTPB played Texas College last week. There were some incidences, 25 players were pulled off a bus. If you want to know the inside story, texasfootball.com, it's on the Blitz. If if you don't see it on the homepage, in the search bar, write Blitz, it'll show up. You want to see, you want to read that, what happened there. Because yes, UTPB won 96 to nothing but they didn't run up the score. Okay. They they had their starters out at halftime. And and what are you to do if you're a coach? I, I, you can't tell your players to not play. I spoke with Jarrell Jackson at Texas college and he was more upset with how his players played than he was about the final score by far. He even mentioned the interception returns and, and things of that nature. You can't tell your guys to not play. Western Colorado, on the other hand, put up a pretty impressive twenty-eight to six victory over West Texas A&M. They are at home. Riley, this one I don't know if we really know anything about the Falcons yet.
1: To say you know, in a in a win like that, and and again, you don't want to be disrespectful to to any anybody here, but. I don't think you can pull out a ton when the Stars are pulled out at halftime, right? And, and we haven't seen them play a full game. You know, I don't think that's going to hurt them necessarily, but I, I like Western Colorado in this one. I, I think that they look good against West Texas A&M. I, I think um, they have a lot of the pieces to, to find a lot of success. UT Permian Basin, from my perspective, they're going to be a really good team this year in, in the LSC. I, I think they're going to be a team that, You're going to want to watch out for But when it comes to this matchup early in the season, um, I think Western Colorado has
0: the edge. It's going to come down to stopping the run. And UTPB has got a tremendous defensive line. They've got a lot of depth. They they looked good. Uh, You know, yes, we're going to find out more about the offense this week, but it's not like Kenny Hernsler hasn't run this offense for two or three years. He knows what he's doing. Uh, look, the Falcons are better than people think. And I'm going Falcons this week on the road at Western Colorado. We are differing on that one. That's the third one this week. We got different, man. I <laughs> like it. I, like it. I, I do too. I do too. All right. Here's another one. West Georgia traveling to face the Havilenas of Texas A&M Kingsville. Look, Kingsville came off a a nice win last week over Mesa. They went on the road 30 to 10. They did what they had to do. I I just think second week of the season, Kingsville played good the first seven games last year, as I remember. And they look to be doing that again this year at home, home opener. I'm taking the Havelinas, Riley.
1: I am as well I think that they you know we again this is a team I, I spoke pretty highly of in, in the preseason and I you know everything that we see from them so far is kind of backed up uh what a lot of those preseason predictions were. I think this is a a very good team, a team that will be uh hyped up to be playing you know its home opener and uh you know I think they're they're definitely trending in the right direction. so yeah give me Texas and uh, Kingsville.
0: all right. We head to Wisconsin again. It was not good on the road last week for Texas teams, so we have another Division three game to talk about. Harden Simmons at UW Lacrosse. Hardin Simmons played last Friday against Albright. They they won. They handled business. Did what they should. Uh, UW UW Lacrosse is a whole other level of competition. That's a ranked team. They're going to provide a challenge, but is it enough of a challenge, Riley?
1: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup because uh I watched a, a lot of that Harden Simmons game on Friday. They played Alboro College. Um, again, I, I didn't feel like they were all that tested. Um, and that one across is going to be a very tough opponent. They're gonna have a lot of fans there. Uh, it's gonna be a tough, hostile environment for them to play in. I like Harden Simmons in this one. I don't think they're gonna win by much. Um And I would even say that in some respects, they might go into somewhat of an underdog because lacrosse plays so well at home. But I think Card Simmons showed us that they have enough. um, As long as they can hold the ball and that rushing attack can, can find some seams um, and and they can create that balance between the the pass and the run. I think Card Simmons has what it takes uh, to pull off this win.
0: There are many of the same players on this Cowboys roster that made a trip last year, similar to this one. And they went up, they handled business, they won, they looked impressive. The Cowboys do it again. They go to 2-0. We're setting up a real showdown this year in the ASC, Riley. It is going to be fun. You want to talk about fun. This rivalry continuing is, um, is incredible. I am so happy about it. Texas Lutheran at Southwestern. Southwestern? Went on the road last week. They lost to Cal Lutheran. It was close again, as it always is. Texas Lutheran at home last week. They also lost. Uh, Riley, I I think talent-wise, I think it's somewhat close. I think the team at home, I, I, I give Joe Austin the edge on this one. I think that uh, – Talent-wise, like I said, it's going to be pretty close, but I think if anyone, if there is an edge with experience especially, I think it goes on the Pirates' side. I'm taking Southwestern this week.
1: And we're going to have another differing pick uh, with that, Corey. I'm going to take Texas Luther in this one. I will note they were on the road at, at Oshkosh, uh, Wisconsin Oshkosh, last week, and that's a tough place to play against a team that is considered by many to Be in that Wyatt pile race. And for those who, who don't know, I mean the Wisconsin uh intercollegiate athletic conference is probably the best conference when it comes to parity within division three. There's so much depth there, so much talent. And, and Texas Lutheran proved that they could put points on the board. They they lost 48-31. Here's the thing: they're gonna need to play much better defense against Southwestern. You're right, Southwestern has a lot of experience. I think this will be an interesting matchup. Um, Southwestern isn't gonna go down easy, and I think we'll we'll see this come down to to maybe a touchdown, uh, Texas Lutheran will find a way to score points. Their defense is going to need to be there, you know, be there, especially in the second half.
0: Well, there you go. We got four games different again. We, we're we both taking Abilene Christian over Prairie View, SFA over Alcorn, Kingsville over West Georgia, Harden Simmons over Lacrosse, but we differ on UMHB Trinity, Mines Angelo State, UTPB Western Colorado and TLU Southwestern. It's going to be another great week, Riley. And well, I
1: can't wait. A lot of good matchups on on the slate. And hey, if you're in, if you're in one of these areas where they're playing a, a one of these top, you know, top ranked matchups, uh, especially the three that Corey and I talked about this week. I mean, make sure you get out to one of those. It, you, you won't regret it. You'll enjoy it. It's good football. Uh, it's entertaining. It's exciting, especially when you get two teams together who. Uh, both, uh, you know, when there's playoff implications and you know, all that on the line, even week two, it definitely makes for a, a pretty cool feel out there.
0: And if you want to see if a game is close to you that weekend, on Thursdays, I published the game of the week. And at the bottom of the game of the week is a list of every game involving teams, non-FBS teams from Texas. Find one close to you. Go watch it. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. Some people were, were given rave reviews after going to watch some non-FBS last week. I'm having a hard time believing we're already at the end of a week two podcast, man.
1: I know. It's crazy. It feels like it's flying by. I mean, uh, yeah, before we know it, we'll be in the conference play for a lot of these teams.
0: It'll be Christmas before long, man. But (laughs) the good news is we're returning next week with another episode where we are going to preview week three games and slightly recap week two. For Riley Zayas, I'm Corey Hope. Thank you so much for joining us. Until we meet again, stay safe.